weeks and weeks and weeks of meetings, lots and lots of paperwork, lots of lawyers, lots of expensive conversations. Lawyers. <laughs> Very expensive lawyers. We love you, Keith. Um, <laughs> Everybody, welcome back to the Vagrant Coffee Hustle Cast. Uh, I'm Josh, and I'm Jared, and this is our podcast about our entrepreneurial experiences based off of our experiences in coffee. Yeah. Um, today we're going to be talking about the pivots. Yeah. Before we get into that, what are we drinking today? Uh, we're drinking Navigator Blend. This is one of our original blends. It's got notes of candy bar, mixed nuts, a little bit of citrus. It's a super balanced coffee. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, you can pick up a bag at any of our retail locations, or you can buy some online at vagrantcoffee.com. Uh, we ship, and you can come pick it up at the store if you buy online. Um, and we're drinking out of these really awesome mirror cups, um, which are also available online or in our store. They are 12-ounce cups built perfectly for coffee. They keep your coffee super hot. Uh, pick one up whenever you come in. All right. Well, let's get into our topic today. We're talking about pivoting in business. Yep. Yeah. So what is, how would you define pivot for somebody who hasn't heard that term? Yeah, I think a pivot is um, taking the big picture of your business and um, executing on that, uh, going out and actually doing the thing that you that you wanted to do, that you built. Um, but then you hit some sort of obstacle, uh, and it could be you know with a person or equipment or whatever, and then you have to change a little bit. You have right. to turn one way or the other. Uh, that's That's how I define a pivot. So in our short existence so far, the last couple of years, um, we have pivoted several times. Yeah, we have. Uh, we, we've had some big pivots and some little pivots. Um, I think it, it's important to understand that, that not every pivot is a life-changing pivot. Yeah. There's yeah. Some, some pivots that happen um, situationally. You're in a store working, something breaks, you gotta figure out how to adjust to that. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes there's those big ones um, right. where something something really substantial happens. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's been for us um, some really big categorical things. Right. Uh, things that would, you know, if we didn't play them right, either your business would fail or, or be able to continue operating. So yep. um, it can really be either end of the spectrum. We like to call them macro and micro pivots. Right. And um, the macro pivots are, of course, the big ones. The micro ones are the little ones. Um, but ultimately, the idea is taking the big picture and figuring out, okay, what do I need to tweak and change? Right. So I think for us, uh, we, we've kept the same general idea of what our big picture is. Yeah. Uh, but there's been some significant changes in how we execute on that big picture. Yeah. So our big picture has always been to provide quality coffee everywhere. Right. That's the really big, broad picture. Yeah. And at the beginning, we kind of had this idea and thought about how that would look. Yeah. Um, and some things changed and, and we had to completely adjust our business model based on on a lot of different factors and circumstances. Yeah. And I think you can kind of put the the, the pivot into several categories. Um, 
some pivots are environmental. Um, some pivots are based on customer wants and demands. Uh, some pivots are based on um, realizing that there's only certain certain access to funds or people or time. Uh, so there's all kinds of reasons for those pivots. Mm-hmm. And I think we have some real world experience in, in every one of those categories. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to think back to some of our big kind of uh, almost business model changing pivots that we've gone, gone through. Yeah. I think in the early days, um, we were deciding what kind of coffee we wanted to provide. Right. And that was a really big one. There's lots of different coffee companies around. And lots of different flavors, lots of different roasting technologies and techniques, but we wanted to figure out our own. And so I would say that was pretty much from April to November of 2017, dozens and dozens of micro pivots. Yes. Yes. And they were based on, on our tastes, but also a lot on the tastes of our customers, what the customers were wanting. So there was some, um, some coffees that weren't necessarily the coffee that I would want to buy, uh, but there was that was based solely on we've got people that want to buy coffee from us. Yeah, yeah. But they want a very specific taste, and so there were some micro pivots there. Yeah, I remember. Um, I, I know I'm really partial towards a natural Ethiopian. That's really what I like. I like it lightly roasted, um, but I don't really like. Um, I don't like dark roasted anything. Right. I don't like, um, I don't, for whatever reason, don't seem to like Kenyan coffees very much. Um, not a big fan of Sumatran. Um, so that was for us like a huge point of conversation. Like right. we, we said we wanted spent a lot of time. Yeah. We question. said we wanted quality coffee, but then we have to like agree yeah. on what exactly is quality coffee. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, and that was interesting. That was, uh, that was, I would say, driven mostly by what our customers were wanting, because a lot of our customers were asking for that darker roasted coffee, and were asking for things like Kenyans and and Sumatrans. We sold the heck out of that first Sumatran. We yeah, had, we did. Um, even though that wasn't necessarily our taste, so uh, that's a great example of a customer-driven pivot. Yeah. Uh, and, and over time, it, we spent a lot of time at the beginning, those first couple months, on that question. Okay, what is quality coffee going to mean to our coffee company? Yeah. Um, and then over time, we kind of found our groove with that. Yeah. It definitely helped when Maria came on board. Um, she's an amazing roaster and really got us dialed in. We had ideas of what we wanted in coffee. Yeah. And then Maria was able to execute on those ideas yeah. better than anybody I can imagine. Yeah, very true. Very true. Um, yeah, that's, so that's, a, that's a great customer-driven micro pivot. Yeah. Um, we had some some other ones. So, I mean, when we think about our big picture, we keep coming back to that quality coffee everywhere. So that was the quality coffee piece. We also had the everywhere piece. Yeah, yeah, we did. And that was that was a business model changing. Pivot. So when we started um, and we got all of our espresso equipment, um, we were really excited to be able to take it places and set it up wherever we went. And um, in the beginning, that went great. We, we would set up our equipment. It was a little bit cumbersome at times, but we'd set it up and we'd get going. And then we hit that space where we had brought on somebody for help. And then we found 
the espresso equipment is too heavy. They can't for them to pick it, up. pick it up. And that was definitely not something we thought about nope. at that point. Um, our espresso machine weighs roughly 80 to 100 pounds, kind of depending on water levels. And um, we had not factored in that not everybody can pick up 100 pounds and carry it across a room. Yeah. So that was, um, we had to rethink how we did everywhere. Yeah. Um, how we executed on that. Everywhere part. became some places. Yeah, exactly. Definitely not up that flight of stairs. Yeah. Um, so that that was another tricky, and I don't know, that we kind of put that in the micro category. I feel like uh, we, it was definitely, we had to figure some pieces out. That was an obstacle that we had to overcome. We had to make some changes. And I think um, in that sense, in that case, it, it ended up being a somewhat simple solution. We built a far more robust cart yep. with better rolling capabilities. Mm-hmm. And we put a ramp on the back of the van. Yes, we did. Well, we bought a van. Yeah. And then we put a ramp on the back <laughs> of it. Um, and so so that's, that. I mean, that's just... Examples like that just happen so often when you're getting a business off the ground because you can't foresee every possibility, every possible obstacle that could be in your way because we haven't done this before. But I think we should also emphasize, like, we understood that that was a pivot that we needed to make, but it wasn't that we could do something about it, like, right then. Right. Um, From the moment that uh, we brought on this person to... Uh, help with these events, we realized, okay, you can't pick up the machine, but we still have these events to do. Right. So how do we figure this out? Right. Um, and so, th- yeah, it was several months. I mean, it, it, honestly, it was, I guess, several years before we were able to afford a van, Right. which meant a lot of lifting yep. and figuring out, okay, how do we actually do this? We can't slow things down. If we're going to make the money, we need right. to be able to continue to do this. And so it was just going to be a lot of lifting and bring an extra person yep. to do to, to kind of team lift. Um, I mean, event after event after event was just stairs and stairs and stairs. <laughs> yeah. And that's, it's tough taking that espresso machine up and down those stairs, yeah. but that's what we had to do. Right. Um, I guess which, in a way, that's a pivot as well of like, well, I wasn't planning on using this much sweat equity yeah. in this, but what we got to do, we got to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, there, there's just like example after example of, of things in, in that vein where, um, there was environmental or personnel changes that required those pivots. Um, so that one took us a long time. It still wasn't necessarily uh, like business model changing. No, no. But I would say the part of everywhere that was business model changing is is our initial thought was that we were only going to be a mobile coffee company. And even though that wasn't necessarily written as part of our big picture, yeah, that was kind of we had never really discussed anything outside of that. Yeah. And then again, after doing all of these events, we found man, we really need a home base. Yeah. Uh, we have leftover um, product that isn't being used and we don't have a place to store it. It feels terrible just throwing this extra milk away. Uh, it, it's hard to like have to go reload up on all these things at the grocery store yeah. every event. Um, so I think that's that was our f- uh, one of our first really big uh, kind of business model changing pivots 
was deciding to add retail stores to what we do. Yeah. I think it it also touched on some of what customers were asking for. Right. So when we were getting things going, um, we had the table and we had the Mini Cooper um, after a while. And when we would serve customers, they would ask, like, right. oh, this is cool. Where's your store? Right. And we tried our best to explain, like, oh, we're a mobile operation. We don't need a store. Right. Um, we, we're doing fine financially. Yeah. Um, we don't need a physical store sucking up all that money. Um, but at the same time, it would be nice to have a hub. Yeah. Um, and then ultimately, we started to realize for at least a large portion of the, our clients, they were, they were a little bit, little bit leery of us saying, like, you say that you're an established company, you certainly come correct, you look the part, right. um, but you don't have a store. And that's weird. Yeah. And so it's almost like that sense of legitimacy that they wanted to see a brick and mortar location that would like, okay, you guys are established enough to be able to to have a store that was somehow made us legitimate. Right. So that that began some conversations for us. Right. Um, to pivot from uh, mobile only to brick and mortar is huge. Right. Absolutely huge. It, it takes substantial fina- uh, financial investment. Yep. It takes uh, staffing and, and organization right. in ways that we just weren't planning on. Yeah. I mean, our... our cash flow situation had to grow by like a factor of seven or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, what it cost us to operate a mobile only situation was so small compared to what it cost us to operate a retail situation. So, yeah. um, that was, we had to rethink how we did everything. Yeah. So there was, I mean, practically speaking, there were lots of meetings, lots of sitting down, lots of looking at numbers and plans and what other coffee shops were doing. And it wasn't that we didn't know what life is like in a cafe. Right. That, that was that, the world we came from. Right. That wasn't the question. It was, how do we pull this off well and continue to do our special events right. because we have this? Right. Um, and how do we not rob from ourselves? Right. Right. So the goal from the beginning was to kind of use the the retail um, as that legitimacy when we're going to sell events, uh, but also kind of as a marketing tool. Yeah. Like the more more people we can get our logo and brand in front of, the more people can be aware of the things that that we offer. Yeah. So we have big um, we have posters in all of our stores that talk about our mobile operations and and how that works and where they can go find more information on that. We've talked to all of our employees about how they can be talking about that part of our business. And it's always kind of been a marketing tool for the mobile aspect. Absolutely. It's uh, for us, mobile gives us a better profit margin. And so uh, we knew, okay, we don't want to to hurt ourselves right. by just saying, okay, I guess we're just doing, you know, retail cafes again. But instead to say, no, we know that this is a good idea. We know that we want to do quality coffee everywhere. Um, having a brick and mortar doesn't hurt quality coffee everywhere, but how do we make sure that we're not taking away from our, our big magical thing that we've created? Right. Um, but that brought with it some new pivots and some new opportunities. Um, so meanwhile, while we're doing all these special events, we're doing consulting and other things. And then it brought us to this point of um, 
seeking investment. Yes. And uh, all of what that brought with it. Um, so I know in our in our history thus far, we've met tons and tons of people who've who've said all sorts of things. Really, um, some have said, you know, oh, it's okay to seek investment and to give portions of equity, and that's how you grow. And there's legitimacy there. Right. And then some other people have said, like, oh, whatever you do, don't give away equity right. because then that's going to hurt you in the long term. And so that for us was a big conversation of yeah. like how well, okay if we're going to grow with stores um because we need a hub and because it gives legitimacy to the brand um how are we going to do that where are we going to get the money to do that because right, right from the get-go we we needed i think we needed fifty thousand dollars cash right. to even approach a bank about a retail store right and we didn't have it no not even close yeah um, yeah, so we had to get real creative with that whole process. Um, and I think we learned, like, the whole idea behind a pivot is you have to have a willingness to be flexible. Yeah. No matter how solidified your plans are, if you don't have some flexibility built into that, you're not going to be able to move on to the next steps. If if we had stuck rigidly to our original plan exactly how we imagined it at the get-go mm. we wouldn't be where we're at yeah um and i true. i think that flexibility kind of allows you to make these pivots yeah so for us in getting creative and finding financing it meant bringing on another partner yeah and investment that way um and and i mean we went back and forth on this for months kind of going through all of the different pros and cons and what that meant and what that looked like for how we operated. Yeah. Um, and the conclusion that we came to is if we want to make this pivot that we're looking at, we're going to have to make this other pivot, which includes bringing in another investment partner. Yeah. Um, so that brought up equity conversations. Yeah. Um, which at one point it makes you feel very legitimate right. that other people are interested in giving you money for equity in your company. Right. And at the other point it's terrifying because you don't want to give up control over this right. thing that you built, but you need the investment in order to make it work. Right. And so to make a long story short, we did weeks and weeks and weeks of meetings, lots and lots of paperwork, lots of lawyers, lots of expensive conversations, lawyers. <laughs> very expensive lawyers. We love you, Keith. Um, <laughs> but um, it was really good for us to go through that process. And yeah. then we came out on the other side with a deal that really what is feels great for us yeah. and it feels great for them. Yeah. Um, and we were able to grow. Yeah. Um, and it helped us get that legitimacy of our brand yeah. and have a hub um, ultimately for no cash out of pocket. Yeah, which is amazing. And, and we definitely will do a whole podcast surrounding how investment and equity and, all, and business partners and all of those things work because it was, for us, that was such a huge learning experience. Yeah. And, and I keep thinking back to like, thinking, okay, I've been in coffee for 20 years now. This is going to be easy. These are the things that made me realize that it's not easy. It's not just showing up every day real early in the morning and turning on the espresso machine. No, not at all. Not uh, at all. It so, is yeah. It is sleepless nights and waking up to go to an event with yeah. frozen equipment and yeah. um, trying to figure out, okay, how are we going to pull this off? Yeah. And what pivots do we need to make? Um, yeah, it's, it's been 
a wild, wild ride of being flexible. Right. But because of our flexibility, we've been able to stay afloat, especially now. Right. So being in the middle of this coronavirus has forced us to be even more creative in ways that we couldn't, I mean, nobody could really anticipate. Right. And I think it's really, it was helpful for us to have already gone through all of these pivots leading up to that because we, we did know that a little bit of flexibility and creative thinking would kind of help us get out of jams. Yeah. So we weren't, um, we were already like ready to do that when this came up. And I, we saw a lot of companies that really floundered for weeks and weeks when all of this started. And I mean, I think uh, Governor Hogan announced uh, dining rooms had to be closed, basically only take out um, on like a Wednesday. And by Thursday, we had completely reinvented how our stores were yeah. operating. Not to mention, though, uh, special events instantly died. Right. Like down, f- completely died zero percent. Right. Um, because our special events essentially operate off of you have a gathering of people. Right. And we're going to do coffee there. And since people can't gather, yeah. it's absolutely bottomed out zero percent. Yeah. And so with these flexibility pieces that we've grown and exercised we took a look at our stores Uh, we had three stores um, and we adjusted we had to shut one down Um, it was in a space that just couldn't stay and then uh, the other stores we decided okay let's pivot Um, we have no idea what that pivot is going to mean or how because it was like the 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 game kept changing yep. over and over in those early days. Of- yep. Every couple of days, they would change what the rules look like and yep. what we were allowed to do and what we weren't allowed to do. Yeah. Um, but I, I really have been amazed looking back on it, how we've been able to um, stay on top of and stay, um, I don't know if I would call it profitable, but, but keep our nose above water. I would not call it profitable. <laughs> We've been able to keep our nose above water this whole time. Yeah. And and that is definitely due to the practice we've had pivoting both micro and macro. Yeah. Um, but that's not to say that it's not without its hardship. For sure. Uh, letting, for sure. letting go of almost all of our staff right. um, has been a lot. Um, over the course of three years, we went from, I guess, two or three of us up to at most 26 yep. and now down to four and that has been really really tough yeah um to to bring on all these people excited about the growth of the company and the different opportunities that we're creating yep. and then just to see it all um get, get whittled down to what yep. it is but at the same time it's encouraging because we're not out right. and we are trying to pivot still and determine okay what are we what can we do now yeah um this is the new opportunity for us this is a yeah. new obstacle what yeah. what can we change so we've started adding grocery items to the stores which has definitely helped us and helped the community um we've uh, donated coffee to first responders and other frontline folks um, so that's been a really big thing as well. People have bought coffee from us to donate, and that's good too. Um, and so we're just doing our best to pivot and try to figure out what it is that we can do, taking a part of as many different programs as we can find and apply for. Um, these, this is the new world of the pivot. Yep. 
and and I think that's a it brings up a really important part of the pivot. Like sometimes uh, a pivot is just a pivot. It's it doesn't make you feel any one way or another. Yeah. But sometimes it's really challenging, yeah. and you have to do things that um, that in the moment seem like completely counterintuitive letting go of three quarters of our workforce that was so hard because we um we worked hard to build a really solid team and we spent a lot of time um and effort investing into these folks and we really like grew to know them well and worked well together and then to have to let that many go but um i think when you kind of take all of the factors into account and balance the fact that the options are we do the hard thing and let all these people go and stay alive so hopefully they have something to come back to yeah or we just try to be nice and keep everybody on um because that would be easier than making all of those phone calls mm. um but at sync the company in the long run you haven't done anybody any favors right and so i think that sometimes pivots can be really difficult things to swallow um and you have to you have to keep the long-term vision in mind when you're making those pivots because yeah. they're not always easy to to handle. No, yeah. not at all. Not at all. So, um, I mean, I think we have a lot more pivots in our future. Hopefully, some point, all of these stores will be allowed to reopen to full capacity. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. This will all pass eventually. Uh, but it's looking like it's still a few months. And so... Yeah. Some places have started to open up. Um, where we are here in Maryland, we're not quite open yet. Um, so we've still got some, some stuff to get through, but when things open up again, it'll be a chance for a new pivot. Right. Uh, people have developed new habits and new buying patterns and not to mention the fear that's going to happen because we are a public place. Right. And so you're going to encounter a lot of different people whenever you come here. Um, so we're going to have to figure that one out. Yeah. And we've got some things that we're planning on. It's not like we're just waiting for that day to come, but um, there's still a lot of pivoting in our future yeah. just about this virus, not to mention all the other creative and fun programs that we were hoping to roll out this summer. Yeah. Um, and now those have been kind of uh, put on pause. Yeah. 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 So, I, I mean, I think that um, the, the lesson of flexibility and and being able to pivot has been critical for the growth of our company yeah um and the shrinking of our company in the short term over coronavirus yeah uh so that we can grow again but i i can't think of anything that has been more um important in the life of our company so far than the willingness to pivot yeah and I think that that's an important lesson in any business that you start. It's not going to turn out how you imagine on day one. Yeah. It's just not. Um, but I, I really like how we've talked through all of these stages, the, the ideation stage, the execution stage, and then the inevitable pivot stage. Yeah. Um, and all three of those are so important. Um, so. so I am hoping that... Uh, for anybody listening, that they feel encouraged that maybe they're not alone in having right. to make all these changes. Because yeah. um, we've had to make many, many changes, some infuriating changes. Right. And um, 
some that are that are minor but so annoying that yeah. we now have to make these little pivots. Uh, so I would hope that this is an encouragement. But also, we want to be helpful to anybody yeah. who is uh, in the midst of this, and maybe they're on the fence about like, do I do this or do I do this? Um, so if any of you watching or listening have a pivot that you're that you've experienced that you've learned a lot from, or a pivot that you're not sure what to do, we would yeah. love to know. We would yeah. love to see you drop it in the comments, um, or reach out to us. Um, info at vagrantcoffee.com is uh, is the email you should use. We want to know. We want to hear what uh, is going on. We want to be able to help if there's anything that we can do. Um, so. Please feel free to uh, shoot us that. We'll we, we'll read through all the comments and all of the ideas, and um, maybe uh, we'll even talk about it if it's something that we should bring up yeah, that could be sure. a benefit to other people. Um, we wanna we wanna help in any way that we can. So uh, we're gonna put a pin in this pivot conversation for for now. Uh, we'll keep you updated on everything that's going on uh, in the future. Um, but stay tuned next week for more interesting ideas about the other adventures that we've experienced on this journey. Yeah. Uh, cause we're not done. We're not done. We're going to keep on hustling. I don't remember. We're gonna that. Yeah. That's works, right? Yeah. yeah right. Okay. Sure. All right. Bye. Hey everybody. It's Josh and Jared with the Vagrant Coffee Hustle Cast. Tune in every Tuesday for new content at VagrantCoffee.com. Please like, share, and subscribe. Drink Vagrant Coffee. And keep hustling.